0: this is your ultimate life podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hi there, and welcome to episode six hundred and eighty-nine. We're going to keep going on the idea of creating transcendent moments. That is the name of today's, and I talked a little bit about that yesterday. Yesterday's is when you go, what is left? Like when you leave, what did you leave? What legacy and stuff like that? And we talked about wealth, and we talked about reputation, and we talked about you know the example you set for others. And we talked about Kevin a couple of days ago, his, or a couple of episodes ago, his definition of a life well-lived. A life well-lived. Now, some people might think a life well-lived is completely self-indulgent. If I do everything I could possibly do that I wanted, that's a life well-lived. Okay, I'm not going to condemn that or say anything about it. I'm just going to think about, going on i mean the designer the creator of this life this univer this universe this space this world where we are that was done with a particular purpose now i'm not pretending to know all the purpose but i am looking at how it was set up and that everything grows trees grow we grow we learn we develop we develop intellectual capacity, emotional capacity, em- empathy, kindness, we develop these characteristics. So it seems to me like a big piece of the goal of being here is to develop develop our love, our faith, our ability to help each other, our willingness to help each other, to get out of the self-centered thing. And so and I noticed in in Kevin's list that we that we read yesterday and I'm going to take a look at it again today, I noticed that all those things were about or had something to do with others. We're happy, satisfied, functional, engaged, meaningful, and secure. All that is in relation to our surroundings and other people. What I know is, physiologically, we're built to serve. Emotionally, we're built to serve. Spiritually, we're built to serve. We're happiest when we do that, and that doesn't mean we don't need to take care of our individual needs. Of course, we do. So. Yesterday, we talked about how powerful love is, we talked about creating some transcendent moments, and we're going to dig into that with some more detail today, okay? In order for this to make sense, I'm going to lay down a couple of assumptions I'm making, and if they don't agree with you at all, then this, then what follows may or may not make sense, I don't know. So here's the assumption. The assumptions are we're here with a purpose, When I had that near-death experience I referred to yesterday and I died and had three conversations with God at the door between life and eternity, I came away with a ton of information that had been fire-hosed into me, but four of them were very simple things. And here's what they are. Number one, you and me, each one of us, is an intentionally created divine being. It's not an accident. It's not an experiment. See what happens. Lovingly focused, intentional, desired creation. That's what we are. The second thing that I know from that, what is that we each were given gifts, talents, abilities that we could bring with us things we like to do it might be things that are fun to do it might be how we interact with people it might be specialized empathy some people listen better than others excuse me we all know that we have gifts and talents so that was an affirmation of that the third thing was that we all, all we all have a mission and purpose now, I, I didn't get the sense from it that there's just one thing you need to do, and then the rest of life is whatever. I didn't mean that. I meant in an overarching way, from beginning to end, we have a mission and a purpose. Now, obviously, as an infant, when someone has to take care of us or, or we die, then our mission is to cry, make noise, and get cared for. And sometimes that's in a good circumstance, and sometimes it's in a really rough circumstance. And that will shape us for later, Right? But after we get to adulthood, when we begin to ask the questions, who am I? What am I really doing here? And we come to grips some way with what has happened to us before. Like our guest talked about having multiple sclerosis and all kinds of struggles and eventually his family deciding they couldn't stay with him and, you know, a bunch of really sad I guess sad, hard things, difficult things, things that couldn't be really a struggle to deal with. So that was something that was part of his experience. And we all have those things. The question's always gonna be, what do we choose to do with them? Okay, Life was never intended to be easy. It seems like everybody's struggling all the time. And I don't think that's actually true. I heard a talk once in a church meeting A big church meeting was kind of a regional thing, or, you know, I think it was a world conference, actually, that some study somewhere showed that more than 50% of the people that you or I meet in a day are dealing with something very hard at that moment. Not a trivial problem, not a tax audit, not a, you know, turn down on a credit to buy a car, but something very serious. And I thought about that, and I don't know what the very serious cutoff is. I don't know how they measured it, but it was some kind of sociological study, and I was struck by the power of that number. I thought, so the divine who created this earth and this experience for all of us intended... That most of us, uh, all, almost in a, on a continuous basis, are dealing with struggle, hardship, trial, doubts, fears, inner critic, noise, and difficulty. Well, if that's true, and since that seems to be true, based on that uh, study and other my own personal experience, quite frankly, if I look back over my life, more than 50% of the time I was dealing with some big, hairy problem. So if I'm dealing with that more than 50% of the time, then it would stand to reason that more than 50% of the people are. Then that's either the designer, the creator doesn't know how to do this, which doesn't make any sense. Because if you look at the intricacy and beauty of celestial mechanics and the planet orbits and the complexity of biology in our bodies and healing and all around, uh, yeah. Obviously, there's some beyond infinite intelligence at work there. So, you know, either creator did not know what he's doing, and that's not not even possible, or the the likely and real answer is we're here to struggle. We're here to struggle and see what we're going to do with the struggle. I guess I think of it in terms of refining metal. I noticed in the Old Testament, in the Bible, it talked in places about sitting like a refiner and purifier of silver— I didn't know what that meant. I mean, I knew what it meant to, you know, refine silver. I know that refining many metals involves heat. They heat it up, they melt it, impurities come to the surface in cauldrons, they pour off the liquid metal and and stuff like that, so I know something about it. But in in a particular way, silver, the refiner and purifier of silver, it's a sitting as a refiner. It is a a stance. A refiner of silver, at least at that time, sat facing the fire, and that meant the refiner, even though the silver was in the fire, the refiner was in a place of experiencing intense heat a lot, and I thought, wow, so life is meant to be sitting facing intense heat a lot. Okay, well, I have a couple of choices. I can get mad about that and say it's not fair, it's not good, it's not right, or I can say, wow, I'm going to trust the divine organization. I'm going to trust that there's reasons and purpose that I just can't fathom. You know, maybe telling, trying to explain it to me would be like me trying to teach an ant to do calculus, which I know calculus. I learned it. Learned it well. Had a math scholarship. I don't think I could teach an ant to do calculus. In fact, the ant would get bored and maybe it would bite me. <laughs> if it was a red ant, big fire ant, that would be trouble. Okay, so the premise about creating transcendent moments is you're a divine being, you have gifts and talents, you have mission and and purpose, the divine is interested in our success. And what I've learned, so that's the premise, those are the assumptions. What I've learned is that the most important thing I do every single day to live the ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that I have fun with, that I look forward to, is spend some time connecting deeply with the divine, with source, with God, every morning. Now, it would be easy for me to say, I have lots to do. So do you. So do I. I just get up earlier, and the reason I've decided to do that, it's a choice. Nobody makes me. Is because I don't like going through the day without feeling connected and guided. I don't enjoy that feeling. I love the feeling of having connected deeply with spirit and feeling heard and seen and guided. So creating, i you know, morning ritual is a word that you hear and I've used a lot. And it's, it's not something somebody tells you to do. You don't go get one in a book. Well, you can. But the morning ritual that's good for you and for me is the one that makes you feel energized, connected, and excited. That gives you purpose and power and focus today. And if you only do that once in a month or once a week, then you're going to have one week or one day a week or one day a month where you have connectedness, focus, and power. Well, I didn't like that, so I made a commitment to myself. I was going to do this every day because I like how it feels. At the end of the day, I feel like I've made way less mistakes. I've done way more good. I feel connected all day and directed. Connected and directed. Oh, that rhymes. Terrible. I must not do that. I'm teasing. So, when you think about creating transcendent moments, it doesn't require something from outside. I create, I have learned to, it's not something I was born with. I have learned to create transcendent moments every day, every morning to start with. I get up and meditate and pray, and it's not automatic and it's not easy, and it, all the things that you might say, all true for me too. But I've worked through those, and so it's like person who plays tennis poorly, holds the racket wrong, hits it in the net, hits it out of bounds, da-da-da, and then they learn gradually to hit the ball, and then hit it harder, and then play shots, and then pretty good. Pretty soon, they not only enjoy it, but they're pretty good, and... Okay, you can learn to have transcendent or spiritual connecting experiences anytime you want just like that. It's just like learning tennis or basketball or any other sport or skiing or crocheting or working in the recording studio. I'm pointing over there because that's where mine is. I, the recording studio is over there. Anyway, so do you want to have uh, the ultimate life? Do you want to have a, a series of daily transcendent Moments where transcendent means above, powerful, meaningful, where you feel connected and meaningful. Well, you can. I didn't. I do now. I learned. And I'm telling you in all these episodes, sharing with you everything I can about that. So, one of the things I do first is I take joy in small things. So, a long time ago, I there was a something happened. I don't even remember what it was, but I remember the conversation. Something fortuitous, something good happened to me or for me. And someone said, oh, that was really lucky. And I don't know why that particular time I stopped in my head, but I did. And I thought, you know, I can decide that was lucky. And I can just say, wow, I'm so lucky. I'm I'm glad I'm lucky. Wow, that's cool. Or I can decide it's a blessing. I can decide it's a divine creator aware of me and creating a, an opportunity to bless based on whatever calculus goes into that. I, don't, I can decide how I look at it because, you know, the event didn't come with a little sign on it. Hi, I'm a dink, I'm a coincidence. Or, hi, I'm a blessing. I don't know about you, but mine have never come that way. So I said... I'm going to decide everyone's a blessing, and I'm going to say thank you and mean it from the bottom of my heart every single time. Now I've created that into a habit, so I just automatically assume it's a blessing and say thank you. Sincerely and meaningfully, and, and as if talking to someone because I am. Then the next piece about transcendent moments, that is when good things happen, because that's easy. Blessing, yay. And when grumpy things happen, bad things happen, you get audited by the IRS if you're in the U.S. You get sick and go to the hospital. You wake up paralyzed from the waist down like I did December 5th, 2018. Or any number of things that have happened to you, and the only reason I'm not using yours is because I don't know them. You can say, why is this happening to me? Negative. You can say, coincidence, bad luck, awful. If I didn't have any eh, luck, if I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. All those kinds of things. Or even with the grumpy stuff, you can say, thank you. What a blessing. I'm going to figure out how to turn this into something good. You might think that sounds stupid. But some of my most transcendent moments, spiritually awakening, powerful, connecting, joyful moments have been when I have taken something that I didn't want, didn't like, that hurt physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially hurt and hurt bad and chosen because I get to choose that and so do you and said, okay, thank you. That's a blessing. I don't know exactly how yet, but it is and I know it. And I'm going to treat it like one from this moment on. In fact, I'm going to start looking for the blessing in here. I remember having that conversation when I was in a hospital bed in the emergency room before I went to the operating room when I woke up December 5th, paralyzed from the waist down. I said in the ambulance and in the hospital, okay, what's the blessing here? What's the benefit here? There's got to be one. I mean it. Not why me or anything else. And that, you know, a me some years earlier would have said a bunch of other different things, right? So, You can create those special connected moments with the divine. You can create your ultimate life. You can do it today. You can do it with the clay that you have in your hands. And the clay you have in your hands is the same clay that I have. It's 24 hours in a day. And it is the set of circumstances you're in, the events that happen around you, and the events and things you create. Okay, We all have exactly the same Play-Doh. You have the same number of minutes and hours that I do. You have the world around you, and that's different than mine is. Wherever you are, you have that. You have your own things that you have created or can create. And then you have your sovereign ability that no one can take from you either about how you choose to view life a series of glorious and difficult trials designed to help us become better, live the ultimate life, serve one another, and be happy. Or we can take the view of why this happened to me, that's not fair, it's not right, and on all of the stuff that follows from that. Having done both, I can share with you from the bottom of my heart Simply making a choice to be grateful every day, to love every day, to ask for the, to understand or find the blessing in every circumstance, to create a transcendent, connected moment with the divine, to choose to be happy no matter what, that's the one that works. It's the one that leads to happiness, It's it's the one that leads to fulfillment, and if you keep pursuing it, it leads ever deeper
0: With host Kellen Flukiger. And your feet on the Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet